These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world. Welcome to the funniest people I know. I'm George Kouloris, and with me today are my very funny co-hosts, Alexandria Sweat. What's up, Alex? You know, just living it up, taking it one day at a time. <laughs> I know that's right. And Abigail Williams. How are you, Abigail? I'm living the Christmas dream. The Christmas dream? I don't know what that means, but yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know, but next year it'll be a movie on Hallmark. Yeah, I'm planning on starring it, and I'm writing it now, <laughs> since I have no other work. <laughs> <laughs> right. Joining us once again, our special guest is the very funny, talented actress and producer, Sorrel Sanders. How are you, Sorrel? Hi, I'm doing well. Good to see you guys. It is so good to see you. I see you in my mind when I talk to you also. Exactly. Kind of like Raven on That's So Raven. <laughs> I have vision of what we're going to record. I don't tell you guys. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be a new thing like TJ interpreting dreams. We found it. I have been at a loss to know how we were going to replace that bit. And here it is. Predictions or visions by Alex. Alex predicts future <laughs> dreams. Maybe. Yes. The big thing in the news this week has been the Biden transition. Joe Biden keeps naming cabinet appointees while the president plugs his ears and hums, la, 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 I can't hear you. <laughs> so real. <laughs> I'm somewhere between mid-laugh and mid-cry because that's so close to what I think they're saying in Washington. Ugh. Most of the nominees that Biden has appointed are normal, competent, boring technocrats. <laughs> I think we need to spice up the Biden cabinet and give him a couple of suggestions. Sorrel, I don't know if you know this, Biden's a longtime listener, and he always seeks our advice. So I really want to give him some good advice here. Does anybody have any suggestions? It's always important to have someone be in charge of your spiritual welfare. You know, you want to make sure you feel good, you set a good morale, and you have someone that can be a good confidant. And I think Yama Van Zandt is just that person for Joe Biden. If she could be in the cabinet as a spiritual leader or a chaplain, Okay. I want to appoint Yama Van Zandt as chaplain. I'm going to second and add Eckhart Tolle in there and Oprah and Brene Brown. Ooh, Brene. Oh, oh. yeah. I could totally get behind Brene. <laughs> Those are all really good nominees. I was thinking this position, too. I was thinking calling it Secretary of Soul. Who do we think should do it? Should we think Brene should be Secretary of Soul? If I'm being serious, Brene, 100 Y'all all got real excited about Brene. We love her. I'm more Eckhart Tolle, Oprah fan, but she's good people. I just want Iyama in there because she's ridiculous, and she will make Biden dig a hole close to someone, like some family member that's traumatic or something, because she <laughs> uses ridiculous tactics. I like the entertainment factor. Okay. And if there's one thing I don't want to give up about this last presidency, it is a little of the entertainment. Speaking of entertainment, my suggestion, purely for that sake, to keep some of the insanity in the White House, I was going to suggest Kanye because <laughs> he wants to be the president. Oh, yeah. And so I thought it would be funny to get him close, but he's just not there. And maybe he could write some new songs based off of his experience in the cabinet. 
he keeps gleaning new information in life, and we're all benefiting from it musically. So I thought we might get some good stuff out of him for well, once. I think having the Secret Service keep an eye on him might just be good for his own health. Right. That, too. That's another benefit. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even have to serve a position. They just have to make him think he is so Secret <laughs> Service. Can watch. Yes. Yeah, Kanye, go write on these papers. You're the secretary of Kanye. We made a whole cabinet position about you. He'd love it. He'd believe it. <laughs> Oh my God. Didn't he say he was Jesus reincarnated? I don't know if he said that. Uh, he may have. He definitely believes it. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. His latest music video. Did y'all see the latest one where he walks on water? Literally. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I was a Kanye fan, but he turned me off years ago, and I just want him to turn off. That's why we're going to make sure that when he's in the cabinet, he can always be watched. When? I like that. Yes, because my suggestion is for sure getting picked. <laughs> listen to me, Joe Biden. Kanye. <laughs> Do not listen to her, Joe Biden. <laughs> well, my other suggestion was Weird Al Yankovic because he writes parodies. I just thought so much of the stuff in the White House, whether it's my party or not, is pretty weird and ridiculous. So we may as well just have somebody turn it. What, what would he do? What would his position amusing. be? His press position secretary. would be press secretary. Press secretary. <laughs> <laughs> so anything they ask him to do, he's just going to report it how he sees it. You would almost think that he was the press secretary for the Trump admin. Some of the things that came out of there, you're like, this has to be a joke, but it wasn't. But we got to keep the jokes going. I mean, America I have- has been laughing for four years at the presidency. And how is that going to continue without Kanye or Trump? Weird Al. To be clear, I have Al. never heard Weird Al say anything dishonest. In his defense. This is true. He sings songs about Oreos. A musical press conference would be fantastic, and no one can riff off the cup like him. So I think that'd be a great position. Thank you. I thought a lot about it. Press conferences have been gone for a while. Musical ones would be great. Instead of having a position, let's just get a really good admin to schedule musical artists to come in and sing and perform the press conferences from now on no more talking <laughs> pentatonics can sing in acapella what's coming next nsync can get back together with jt leading the way in a solo backstreet boys could rival them fox news could house backstreet boys and cnn could do nsync it's gonna be a thing we could also have stand-up comedians do press releases like john mulaney or Mm. Yeah, and they'll say yeah, things like, that we don't like in a way that will be more palatable because we're also laughing. Yeah. <laughs> you need a John Mulaney. You need a Dave Chappelle in there a good time. Let's bring Brian Reagan back in just for fun. Kicks and giggles. I mean, it's been forever, right? I don't know if I know who that is. What is one of his most famous things? I don't know who you're talking about either. I'm going to be honest. I don't either. You guys don't know who Brian Reagan no. is? I'm going home. Wait, I am home. <laughs> Just forget it. America, please email me and let me know that you know who Brian Reagan is. Thank you. That is my one Christmas wish. Good night. (laughs) Good luck. My last nominee is Cardi B in the position of Secretary of Swerve. Make sure that Biden doesn't lose his swerve. Okay. What do you mean lose? No disrespect. But what do you mean lose? True. He ain't got no swerve. You're talking about style? Well, yeah, what is swerve? I don't know. It just depends on the moment. His fabulosity, but I like the word swerve. Do you think Joe Biden is fabulous for real? No, by no means. But I think. I mean, but we have to say because he listens to our podcast. Yes, because he's one of our greatest fans. Right. It's more like to keep it real. And when politicians win 
and then they go to Washington. They aren't hanging out with people. They aren't eating the hot dogs and shaking hands and kissing babies, and they get real stuffy. Like Barack Obama, way cooler before he was president than when he was president. I'm surprised that Cardi B and Kanye have not hooked up yet. That seems like a real perfect match. Alex, you're my only celebrity person. Is that real? Is what she said true? Should they be together? I feel like Cardi still has too much sense to go down that road. She does some stuff that's outlandish, like host a Thanksgiving dinner with 30 people and then brag about it all over social media when many people in America cannot do that right now. But when you date Jesus, you can have big gatherings. I hope Kanye understands the function of Jesus and where this is going for him. If he is, we're on a timeline here for how much we've got left with this man. Each of us have written some 2020 holiday carols, and we have them here to share. Sorrel, as our guest, would you like to kick us off? Yes, please, and thank you. This is the first Noel. The first hotel, the papers did say, caught two cases of COVID in beds that were stayed. In beds that were stayed, lay the sheets which reeked, because no one would touch them without PPE. Hotels, motels, hostels, rentals. Gone is our safety in this industry. (laughs) Yes. Perfect. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Alex, why don't you take the next one? Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the new vaccine. This year's plan, we're all defiled. Next year, we'll go buck wild. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Sorrel, how about you take the next one? Silver bells, tattletales, tattletales. It's pitchfork time in the city. If you leave, we'll all see. We'll post on Facebook today. (laughs) So true. Abigail, how about you take the next one? Okay, America, I want you to know this is written by our very own G&K, George N. That stands for nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Calorous. Fauci, did you know that COVID-19 would one day make you famous? Fauci, did you know that your gentle voice would be the one that saved us? Did you know that your mask advice would start a crazy coup? And the vaccine you've delivered would soon deliver you oh Fauci did you know (laughs) I was stopped in my tracks when I read those lyrics I quit (laughs) I'm not writing anymore (laughs) nice work George thank you Sorrel how about you take the next one up on the housetop down on the belt line with lots of balls 
folks with senseless maskless gall spreading corona with lots of cheer all while the rest of us live in fear oh no ho i wouldn't go Oh, hell no, you shouldn't go. Down to the belt line will make you sick. People that go down there are all such dicks. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say thank you for writing a bit where I can sing the word dicks. You're welcome. Yeah, I did that just for you. I thought Sorrel's coming on. I think I know what you're doing. I'm sorry, Mom. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You can cut it if you want. Yeah, you don't want to read those lyrics to your mom. Nor okay. would I. I would literally deny this. I did not write that. That is a lie. <laughs> I wrote it. Fine. I wrote it. I wrote sure it up wrote on it. the housetop so I could sing the word dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I have to do one, right? Yeah, George, after all these singing lessons I've given you. Okay. All right. Come I on just, now. How about after the, the last world? time I sang on the show, we lost so many listeners. I <laughs> that is a lie. It. We got rave reviews after that. <laughs> my Twitter blew up. I'm getting phone calls. I don't know phone who calls, gave my who phone calls number, people anymore. <laughs> I have so many people on a waiting list for voice lessons <laughs> now. It's oh, I've got Abigail. I'm just turning people back. Abigail's phone number is 404. I'm just kidding. All right, Sora. <laughs> if you want to keep on this show, <laughs> I have, everyone knows I have a stalker out there. So you do. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know her stalker. It's Evan. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Joy to the world, George. We've stalled enough. Joy to the world. 45 is gone. Let Earth go do her thing. Let everyone go get turned up. And Biden and Harris sing, and Biden and Harris sing, and Biden, Biden, Harris sing. Hooray! Couldn't have sung it better myself. I'm sure you could. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, we haven't heard from you in a hot second. How about Silent Night? Alex wrote that, by the way. Also wrote this. Just think about holiday food and how it hits you in the middle of the night. This is an ode to that. Silent night smells tonight. Are those farts? It is right. Found your turkey sandwich and wow. Holy moly, your pillow stink. Sleeping, trifling, Peace, sleep and trifling peace. Man, I love it. That trifling peace, man. I think that's an ode to anybody who sleeps next to someone at night. You're like, I'm just sleeping in trifling peace right here. Like, I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. Mm. So Abigail, how about you close us out with this Christmas? This is also by our dear girl, Alexandria. This is to all the lonely ones this Christmas. We're thinking about you. Hey, out all by myself. I'm gonna get to know me better. Yeah. This Christmas, and as I trim the tree, how much rum I'm gonna need and bitters. Uh. This Christmas, the fireside is blazing bright. I'm turning up through the night, and 
this Christmas will be a very lonely Christmas for me. Yeah, but it up better, but up better by myself, by myself. Love it. Merry Christmas, America. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sorrel. It's been a lot of fun having you. Thank you. Thank you. I always love it. George, Alex, oftentimes in the acting world, Alex, you know this as a fellow actor, we get sent what are called character breakdowns for a role. We are sent a script and a character that we're reading for, auditioning for, and then a brief description of the character. It's these descriptions that I want to focus on today for our game. Some of these descriptions for characters can be incredibly helpful. Others... Not so much. For example, I received a character breakdown for an unnamed production. Let me just read this description. Bethany, 20 to 28 years old, mixed ethnicity, white female. <laughs> what does that mean? First of all, 20 to 28. These age ranges really kill me sometimes. <laughs> right. It's like so random but specific. 20 is I'm in college living off of mama and daddy's money. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. 28 is like, hey, I'm almost 30. I probably maybe have a job. Mixed ethnicity, white female. I want to <laughs> understand it. Alex, any hot takes? European mixed with European. Eastern <laughs> European and British. What do Europeans look like? My understanding is that Europeans are literally every shape, color, size, dialect. I don't know. <laughs> she is our Southern Belle, though. She's an attractive girl. She is spontaneous and very likable. She is in love with Johan and also plays the piano and sings well. We are looking for a young Amy Grant or Lauren Daigle type. I'm going to pause here. Amy Grant is a famous Christian singer. She's been called by some the queen of Christian pop, if that's a thing. Lauren Daigle is a currently famous Christian singer, but there's a massive difference between the two. Amy Grant was born in 1960. She does have brown hair, brown eyes. She's got the typical Christian mom hairstyle. Lauren Daigle was born in 1991. She has blonde hair that sometimes is brown. <laughs> she's been called the Christian Adele. She's got a bohemian vibe. She's young. She's sexy. She's hot. Bethany's a Southern belle. Lauren Daigle is not. Who is this character? What does she want? But hold on. The character's description tells us she knows what she wants in life. But it might be mistaken as selfishness and being headstrong. That is an example of a breakdown that us Ooh. actors get to go through, oftentimes for a role that has one line. <laughs> <laughs> you get that whole thing, and then your line is like, did somebody order pizza? Exactly, or thank you, or could I take your order? <laughs> that is a real breakdown that I received. Now, Alexandria is a fellow actor, and George, you are always such a fun reader and performer. I thought it would be fun if we showed the world what our work life is like sometimes. So I've chosen the opening scene from Pulp Fiction. Pretty popular opening scene. When the scene opens, we've got a young man, a young woman, and a waitress. But instead of reading the characters from Pulp Fiction, we're going to take some real character breakdowns that we've received in our work, and we're going to use these descriptions to play these characters and see what these descriptions do to change our performance. We are going to read through the first scene of Pulp Fiction and... George is going to be our young man. Okay. Alexandria, will you be the young woman? Yes. And I will be the waitress. We're all going to read our own character descriptions. My character description is Donna. 
This gushy woman is a guest at a Christmas party. That's my description. <laughs> That's it. Gushy and a guest. Gushy Christmas party. So she's gushy and is invited to, to party. To a Christmas party specifically, so watch out. Okay. Okay? How seasonal. <laughs> right. I'm lead boy. A boy, 10 to 12 years old. Heroic, energetic, and always happy. Ready to serve people or animals in need. <laughs> or animals. Great. I can't wait. <laughs> I am your lovely Sadie. I am 20 to 25 years old. I'm all ethnic, <laughs> and I must be five six to five nine, and unusual, pretty, interesting face. This is word for word, America. Unusual, yes. pretty, interesting face. No commas, nothing. I care deeply about a good friend of mine, Poppy, and I can be overly emotional at times. And I fret over the choices that Poppy makes, but I'm always there to support her. Okay, with all that being said, let's get into the opening scene of Pulp Fiction. George is lead boy, Alexandria as Sadie, and I will be Donna. Here we go. No, forget it. It's too risky. I'm through doing that. You always say that. The same thing every time. Never again. I'm through. Too dangerous. I know. That's what I always say. I always write, too, but... But forget about it in a day or two. Yeah. Well, days of me forgetting are over, and the days of me remembering have just begun. When you go on like this, you know what you sound like. Yeah, I sound like a sensible man, is what I sound like. You sound like a duck. Quack, 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 quack. Yeah, well, take it to heart, because you're never going to hear it again. Because since I'm never going to do it again, you're never going to have to hear me quack about how I'm never going to do it again. After tonight. <laughs> Correct. I got all night to quack. Oh, 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 oh
I sound like a sensible man is what I sound like. You sound like a duck. Quack, 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 quack. Well, take heart, because you're never going to have to hear it again. Because since I'm never going to do it again, you're never going to have to hear me quack about how I'm never going to do it again. After tonight. Correct. I've got all tonight to quack. Can I get anybody more coffee? Oh, yes. Thank you. And Steve. <laughs> oh, God. Wonderful. Amazing. Truly amazing. And there you have it, America. That is a day in the life of professional actors all across the world, or at least the Southeast. That was a lot of fun, Abigail. Thank you. (laughs) You think I'm going to get cast? I for sure think that lead boy, there's a spot. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Golly willikers, I can do whatever the fuck I want. (laughs) Right. That was the best part for me, personally. That and the quacking. Speaking of entertainment, breakdown sides, and all these wonderful characters, George and I have decided to take on the challenge of watching all 95 to 100 of the Christmas movies that have been released this holiday season between Hallmark and Netflix and Lifetime. And I believe there's one on Hulu, too. We have some recaps for you today. George, what did you watch? Alex, I don't think I realized last week how many movies 90 movies is. Yeah, I felt like you took on the challenge a little bit blasé. Oh, yeah, okay, are we going to do it? Okay, yeah, sure. I'm, like, throwing you way under the bus, and you're like, yeah, we can do it. No problem, no problem. You kind of said, you have to do it this way, and then I said, yes, and, because I've taken an improv class. Right, I like that about you. George is a (laughs) yes-ander. I'll tell you, this isn't good for my marriage. My husband is certainly not enjoying all these Christmas movies nonstop in the house, so I have to watch them secretly. I'm concerned about my well-being because I've agreed to this challenge, but I've also agreed to tackle the Lord of the Rings series, which is a whole other thing for some of my students. You need to tell your students that you're a liar and you're not doing that. (laughs) I don't want to do it. I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm going to watch more Christmas movies when we finish recording because that's how dedicated to this I am. I'll start out. Technically, I'm still in the process of this movie, but I can already tell it's a winner for me. This definitely goes on the nice list. And it is Let's Meet Again on Christmas Eve. It just has all the right elements. It makes me think of serendipity. Full disclosure, I've never seen all of serendipity, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) In the sense that it's like a rom-com romance type thing, sure. It is very serendipity. Like, it is cute. It's funny. All of the character development is in the main characters, and I give it a thumbs up. Let's meet again on Christmas Eve. Starring my girl, Kyla Pratt. Okay, what you got, George? My question for any Christmas movie is, did you cry either sentimentally or because you couldn't wait for it to be over? That's a good question. No (laughs) tears yet, but, ooh, now I want some. All right, all right, just check. No tears yet. No. I got close, though. I got close. What else have you watched, Alex? We're working on it, George, but I am committed. Oh, Oh, you got a lot to go. She's only watched one movie since Jingle Jingle. This is going to be a rough ride. I know. In the future, I'm watching them. Maybe this should be a competition because right now I'm whooping your ass. Now that you want to make it a competition, let's do it. I'm more determined. Let's go, George. In the name of holiday spirit.
<laughs> People with children don't sign on to these kinds of challenges. There's a reason that I did not. Maybe if I had a 14-year-old teenage girl that was into that, I could have signed on to this. But a one-and-a-half-year-old son, I wouldn't see a lick of this. I tried to watch Mulan. Every time that they would stab somebody, he would look at the TV and go, <laughs> You okay? And I was like, this is a disaster. This is not working. <laughs> I had to turn it off. <laughs> I okay, can't the okay. TV, son. I've seen seven since Jingle Jangle. Let me tell you about what I've watched. I've seen, if I only had Christmas, a Hallmark movie with Candace Cameron, the Christmas queen. She plays a Christmas-loving PR executive who helps a PR-hating CEO with a corporate crisis and finds love in the meantime. Of course she does. How could she not? She's super charming. It's cute. It's not great, but there's this amazing scene where they create a maze out of Christmas lights, and it's a beautiful set piece, and it's really mm. romantic. I recommend it because I really like the set piece. I My like that. Time. I actually would enjoy that. That was good, George. Then I saw Christmas in Evergreen. Bells are I ringing. It. It's got Holly Robinson Pete, who I love. But now I have found my least favorite Holly Robinson Pete film. I'm <laughs> really not a fan. It felt like a sequel, so I looked it up. It was the fourth in a series. Nothing fourth. really happens. Think of all the terrible second and third Disney movies. <laughs> this isn't even Disney, and it's a four. And it's a lot of people who Absolutely clearly trash. met in previous episodes bumping into each other and be like, oh, my God, Abigail, oh, my God, Alexandria, let's have some exposition and catch up. And nothing really happens. There's some minor misunderstandings. They're peacefully resolved. It's a pass. I'm putting it on the naughty list. This is like screenwriters are like, mm, I need to make some cash this year. Hmm. How about, hey, good to see you. Remember when we saw each other in the second movie? I do. How's things going? Pretty good. I've gained some weight or lost some weight and now I'm <laughs> doing good or not doing good. I just made a hundred thousand bucks. It definitely felt like the writer wrote the draft the night before it was due, thinking he'd have a chance to do a rewrite and then didn't. First right. draft on the screen. I saw Candy Cane Christmas on Lifetime. It stars Seventh Heaven's Lucy Camden. Who <gasps> Seventh <laughs> Heaven, when I see their happy faces. She was the most misunderstood Camden, so I liked her. She was the most annoying, but that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I never learned the name of her character, so I'm just going to call her Lucy. So Lucy. I never learned the name. That's a good sign. Lucy apparently loves this thing called the Candy Cane Lane Christmas lights display in her town. But then the people who live on Candy Cane Lane decide they don't want to do the Christmas lights display this year for a number of reasons. And she's distraught and has to figure out new Christmas traditions and happens to find love on the way despite several misunderstandings. An entire premise of a movie was based on some neighborhood saying, I don't want to decorate this year for Christmas. Yeah, and in the end, the cute boy decorates the neighborhood for her for Christmas. Her neighbors are like, who the f*** is on my lawn right now? I did not approve this. Total pass, putting it on the naughty list. I saw Forever Christmas about a reality show producer who connects with an incredibly handsome man who celebrates Christmas 365 days a year. Oh, no, no, it's no, It's a cute no. movie. It shows how reality TV isn't all about reality and how it's manipulated. And ultimately, she has to save his image in order to win his heart. 
the producers are going to make him look like an idiot. So she goes into the editing room floor and re-edits the promo so that he looks charming. Because of that, he does love her in the end. It's total cheese. He loves her because of what she did for him. And, and she's image. pretty. Okay, I'm so done with this. Next. <laughs> kind of cheesy, but totally on the nice list because this guy is like the missing Hemsworth. He is so crazy hot. Definitely worth watching Forever Christmas, just for the eye candy. Oh, my gosh. No, not for me. Okay. Next, I watched <laughs> my favorite of all of them, and it's called Time for Us to Come Home for Christmas. The title sounds like it was written first in Russian and then translated on Google. That's pretty good. It's like, did mom say this? Are we saying this? This is my <laughs> oldest sibling saying, all right, guys, time for us to come home for Christmas. Like, I think what? it's a placeholder title. And they just forgot to pick one. But this one's oh my cute. Gosh. Lacey Chabert, she's grown now, and she plays a grieving do-gooder who receives a mysterious invitation to an adorable inn for Christmas where she meets a bunch of other delightful guests who also received the same mysterious invitation. This movie's like, and then there were none without the murders? Well, yeah, I was thinking it sounded like Clue. It's an English garden mystery, but nobody dies. Well, that's not a fun mystery. That's boring. It's not a great mystery because I figured out the second the character who sent the invitations was introduced, I was like, oh, that's the person who sent the invitations. But then I felt compelled to finish the movie to confirm that I was right, that it was that character. The writing isn't great. Definitely first draft on the screen, but they have some good ideas and they're trying stuff and the characters are compelling and the mystery is cute. And I liked it. It was really nice. I'm putting it on the nice list. It's delightful, even though the title is stupid. I am putting it on my never list just because of the title. (laughs) I saw Dear Christmas. Melissa Jo Hart is an allegedly very successful podcaster. And I say allegedly because she is getting emails from listeners and people tell her they download the podcast all the time. And she's got a book deal and everything. But in the first scene, she's recorded the first episode. So I don't know how she gained all this success the next day after recording one episode. But plot hole. Gaping. No problem. (laughs) She goes home for Christmas where she repeatedly bumps into Jason Priestley from 90210. It's like Clarissa and Brandon Walsh are falling in love at Christmas, which is cute. Jason Priestley was in her eighth grade class, but she doesn't remember him. And y'all check this out. His name is Chris Massey, you know, like Christmassy. So they call him Mr. Christmas, the whole movie. I cannot (laughs) handle this. I'm going to have to give it neither a naughty or nice. I'm going to give it a meh rating. I love it, but I hate it at the same time. I really like seeing Clarissa and Brandon Walsh. I love these actors, but they have zero chemistry. I do not believe they're falling in love. I believe they're doing their best reading their lines. Yeah, I would put it on the bad list, except halfway through the movie, there's this weird scene where they're both wearing ugly Christmas sweaters and they're making drinks for the family party, mm-hmm. but it's shot kind of like a porn and it goes on what for do you a mean, while. kind of like a porn? It's really seductive the way they slice the lines. I don't like it. I do not like this. Glasses, I do not like it. I'm uncomfortable. It's I don't so like it. sexual. But they're just making drinks. It could also just be a William Sonoma commercial. And there's this off-brand Ariana Grande imposter song playing in the background. It's a really weird scene. It's my favorite scene in the whole movie. Wow. 
one scene that was almost <laughs> porn-like saved a movie for George Caloris. And Clarissa. I love Clarissa. The final movie I watched was Feliz <laughs> Navidad. Whoa. It's directed by Melissa Joan Hart, starring Mario Lopez from Saved by the Bell. He plays a high school principal and widowed dad whose awesome oh, daughter encourages yes. him to start dating and find love for the holidays. For the holidays. Oh. Dad, you need some love for the holidays. After the holidays are oh, over, no. I don't care. <laughs> but for these holidays, I'm really sticking you up in my business. I need you to have somebody to take you somewhere else. It's set in Arizona. So it's the only Christmas movie that wasn't snowy. It was in Arizona, and it showed a different season for the holidays. I like it. And so I appreciated that because it looked yeah, different. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to give this a nice-ish rating because it's way cheese, but... As part of promoting this movie, Lifetime also created a 15-minute mini-movie short film starring Mario Lopez as Colonel Sanders called A Recipe for Seduction. Wait a minute. Colonel Sanders as in KFC? Yes. So Mario Lopez, star in Felice Navidad, is playing the ever-white, white old man. Yes. Colonel <laughs> I'm going to play the trailer here. you got to check this out. He has a secret recipe that's going to change the world. Harlan claims to have some secret recipe. A secret recipe? Spare me. We all have our secrets. If you marry my daughter, I promise there'll be more long weekends in your future. Mom, I have to tell you something. We have a problem. Secrets out, chicken man. I'll take care of this. Ruining everything! Tell him already! Who the hell are you? Harlan Sanders, the new chef. (laughs) What is the genre of this film, if I may ask? Is this like Sharknado meets Colonel Sanders? Is this meant to be taken seriously? Okay, it's like something Will Amato would have written. It's uh, a I'm not sure. telenovela comedic parody with Colonel Sanders as a romantic lead as played by Mario Lopez. Okay, so it's meant to be funny. I think it's meant to be hilarious, yes. I think it's going to have better ratings than Felice Navidad when it comes out. It's so funny. He's a young Colonel Sanders, but he's 50. I'm definitely watching Recipe for Seduction, and we'll be talking about that next week along with our extra Christmas movies. And hopefully you've seen another one, Alex. Most definitely. Everyone on my timeline (laughs) is talking about A Recipe for Seduction (laughs) and Daddy Sanders, because that's what Mario Lopez was looking like. Medium shirt and that salt and pepper, nice dapper haircut. (laughs) We'll definitely be talking about a recipe for seduction next week. All right, guys, this has been another episode of The Funniest People I Know. Thank you so much to Sorrel Sanders for joining us this week. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to our amazing producer, Jane Boynton, who edits the show. If you enjoy the show, please like, review, subscribe, share it with a friend. We're really trying to build an audience. We're available on every podcast service, now including Apple Podcasts. And, y'all, we're now on Pandora. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. Bye. Bye. Bye.